Hear that? Believe it or not, summer is just around the corner. Luckily, Armorall, America's most trusted auto appearance brand, has what your car needs to get that perfect summer shine. Plus, now through May 31st, we'll give you $5 for every $20 you spend on Armorall products. That means car wash pods, protectant, tire shine, you name it. Find out how to get your $5 rebate at Armorall.com. Armorall, less work, more clean. Terms apply. What's up, guys, and welcome back to the podcast. I'm Frankie. And I'm Alex. And together, we are FNA Van Life. This is the podcast where every week we bring you interviews with nomads or news from the nomadic community so you can know what it's really like to live life on the road. And this week, we are bringing you the news from the nomadic community. You know, I was thinking about this, and Paco is never in our intro. What's going on with that? Well, I don't know. How is our dog going to join in on the podcast? I mean, he does pretty much every week with his noises. <laughs> he growled a little bit as soon as we started talking. Yeah. He went, boom, and like flopped down. So if you guys want to get to go know Paco, make sure to go check out our Instagram. There's some po- new photos of him right now up there. Yes, he's very adorable, as always. And he made some new friends in El Salvador, so you have to check that out. It's super cute. Yeah. All right. Let's get into the news. Well, first, we should probably do a little update from the road. All right, fine, if you insist. (laughs) Oh, I'm... (laughs) Yeah, I was waiting for you. You're the one who wants to do the update. Okay. So, right now, we are in Panama. It's getting close to the holiday season, and we've made some very special plans for Christmas and New Year's, which we're really looking forward to. Wait, wait, wait. You're missing something there. There's a bigger holiday than both of those. Oh, Frank's birthday. Yeah, yeah. Wait, what do you mean, oh, Frank's birthday? (laughs) It's been Frank's birthday month, and now it's his birthday week, and he's very, you know, it's a lot about Frank's birthday, so... But do we really do much for it? Of course, we've got giant plans for Frank's birthday. (laughs) So my birthday is actually the 21st of December, so if you guys could, please leave a comment down below for me and uh not about my birthday just about this podcast and if you really enjoy it that would be a beautiful gift i really appreciate that but we just got to panama about three days ago and um we've already been enjoying it to the fullest i feel like yeah we've done some really beautiful water i was gonna say waterfall did we see waterfall? it was like a canyon slot that we like kind of jumped into and it was a river. I'm sure if you went up it, you'd find a waterfall. Sure. But then we also went to a beautiful hot spring that was on some private property and it was $3 a person to go, but it was like, it was majestic and it was hot. It was so nice, but Panama is hot. So it was hot and then the hot spring was hot. I think maybe we spent like 10 minutes in there and then was both like, whew, that's steamy. But it was so beautiful, so worth it. Speaking of getting to that hot spring though, the craziest part about the whole experience, what do you think was? The three borders in three days? I was thinking, well, that, but I was thinking about the suspension bridge that we had to go over. Oh, that was super that was terrifying. Oh, my God. <laughs> you guys are going to have to wait for the YouTube video to see what we're talking about, but it was a very sketchy bridge, and actually all of the reviews on iOverlander were like, I didn't even risk it, and we were like, let's go for it! I, I'll be honest, once I got onto the bridge with the van, I was scared. Like, <laughs> I was worried that the van was going to break through this suspension bridge, but it's, it's abundantly clear that they use that suspension bridge for big rigs. Industrial stuff. Yeah, because of the different places that are out that way, you would need something to be able to carry, like, heavy wood or whatever it is to even be able to, like, 
build the homes that are out there. Mm -hmm. Yeah, we've been doing a lot of driving here in Central America. Our most recent video that we put on YouTube was actually driving from El Salvador through Honduras to Nicaragua. I think our worst driving in the entire trip was probably in Nicaragua. Oh yeah, Ometepe was uh, difficult, let's say that much. Uh, Ometepe had like everything that we had in our Mexico and then Central America in experience all in one island, I feel like. You do mean like our fears and our worries yes. about stuff? like the water coming up. Everything just happened all at once. I feel like Ometepe was gorgeous and beautiful, but then also like destroyed so many things in our van. Yeah, we lost a water filter. We, oh, lost, we lost a lot of a things. A lot of stuff. Let's not get into that though. Yeah. But I, I do want to speak on um, Nicaragua quite a bit. Um, when we got there, we didn't really have any expectations of Nicaragua, I feel like. Did you? Not really. No? I think that uh, we had been hearing how dangerous it was, mm -hmm. um, and people were kind of warning us against Nicaragua. Well, your mom was like, don't go there, you'll get murdered. Yeah, she said it's a very good place to get murdered. Yeah. So. Quote, end quote. Yeah. Um, we are still alive, and we made it through quite a, <laughs> quite a bit ago. Um, but it was a wonderful experience from our vantage point, at least. Um, we had, we only had one police officer kind of stop us and try to bribe us for some money for the lights that we have on the front of the van. But I basically told him like, all right, well write me a ticket and let's go to the police station. And he pretty much was like, here's your license back and leave. Like he said, take them off and put them in your van. I never took them off. <laughs> all right, so let's get into the news here before we spill all of our Central America travel secrets. But before we even dive into that, I have to give a huge shout out to our commenter of the week. This is from S.H. Shilibread. I thought you were about to spell shit. Uh, <laughs> Shithead is our favorite new card game. Um, but so they write, I appreciate the insights. Thanks for all the info. I also love the banter. And they left a five-star review, so thank you so much. We really appreciate it. Leaving that five-star review really does help the podcast grow and reach new potential van lifers. Did you know that we are the number one content for what we like create information about for van life on po all podcasts? Where did you get this information? I got that from Sp Spotify. Oh, Spotify said that we are the number one... In our category. There you go. Yeah. We're breaking the mold. Is that wild? It is wild. I never thought that would even be a thing. I am surprised. <laughs> but thank you all for listening. We really appreciate it. And yeah, I'm glad that you guys like the show. All right, let's jump into this news. So the first one is from Luxury Travel Magazine, the A-list of travel. Oh, let's hear what they got to say about the A-list of travel. This one says nine accessories every van lifer needs to tra uh, every van life traveler needs. Yeah, so this article made me laugh because basically all of the things that they're... It's listing what's in every basic camper van and or RV. Yeah, and so I was expecting some kind of like luxury. Like, like, a, like a face massager, like what we have from... Uh, for Patriots. For Patriots, like how you get to have an eye massage. Right. And it's or like, like a heated eye massage. Like a woolen pashmina or like some kind of like... Like a way to create a bathtub. I don't know, something <laughs> luxurious. But the first thing that they were saying is a bed. Um, uh, yeah, if you're doing van life, I would hope that you have some type of bed set up. Yeah, that seems pretty, um, pretty useful. Um, number two is an extra battery. 
Um, I would actually go out and say, like, you probably want, like, three batteries if you're living full-time van life at, like, 100 amp hours. You could do 200 amp hours and be perfectly fine. But if you want to have, like, the luxuries, you really want, like, an 800 amp hour battery bank, not just one extra battery. <laughs> you can charge your cell phone one more time with this one extra battery. <laughs> what a luxury. You know what would be great? If you had regular triple a batteries <laughs> make sure you stock up at your local fretteria oh <laughs> uh, paco see paco's trying to get in on the action whoa you want to come back say. in the bed he's ready every time we go to start recording the podcast he wakes up from whatever slumber that he was in and decides it's time to play it's time to bite it's time to get excited he is biting my hand pretty good right now do you want a treat you want a treat? Okay, come on. I'll give you a treat. <laughs> this you will hopefully keep him occupied for a little bit of time, but you might also hear some delicious doggy chomping. Alright, Paco's good to go. He's got some treats. You might hear some chomping in the background, but you know, just ignore him. <laughs> <laughs> so the next thing is a very luxurious item. It's a carbon monoxide propane detector. I mean, I wouldn't say this is luxury. I would say this is a necessity. Like this is, if you are going to be cooking with gas inside your rig, you should have that. If you're gonna be living in a space period, you I should have a propane and carbon monoxide detector. I will also say that cars and, and vans breathe very well. They have a lot of openings on them. So the chances of you having carbon monoxide poisoning would be extremely low. You actually probably have a higher chance in a basement apartment in New York, and I can tell you that from experience. Yeah, when we first moved into the van, we were testing our carbon monoxide detectors. I put the batteries in or whatever, and I turned it on inside the apartment, and it came up to like 110 or 115, and I was like, okay, base level. And then I take it out to the van to install it, and it said zero. And I said, this thing is broken. I took it back inside, up to over 100. It's like, oh my God, we've been living in toxic soup. What the heck? So I wish that we'd had a carbon monoxide detector in our home. But we did not. Yeah, we had to wait till we moved into the van and then could experience the real luxuries of life. <laughs> like, for example, a first aid kit, number four on this list. I don't know, once again, this isn't like a luxury. This is like something that you should definitely have. Like, you never know what's going to happen when you're on the road. So being able to take care of that with some medical supplies, I feel like is a must, especially when you're doing it full time. Yeah. So the next one, I think, is the only thing that I would actually consider a luxury, which is an awning. And so there are some very fancy, expensive awnings that you could get that mount to the side of your rig and they're electric and they come in and out. And, and even like with too much wind, they'll come in by themselves. Like that's a luxury. Right, and I will even go out and say that what we have is a luxury. We have the Moonshade from Moonfab, and honestly, it's been an amazing product for us. Like at first, I was like questionable about it, and I was like, I don't know about this thing. And now that we've had it for what, almost two, two years, years, it's been amazing. Like we've used it in the snow, we've used it in high winds, we've used it on beaches, we used it a bunch here in Central America, and it's held up to every everything that we've put it up against yeah we are not kind or gentle to the things that we own and the moonshade has done really well um so if you'd like to pick one up go check the links below we have a discount code where you can get a 
discount on your moonshade if you decide to pick one up. But this has been a luxury for us that was kind of necessary coming down, especially into Central America, to be able to shade from the hot, hot sun in the middle of the day has been a game changer in keeping the van cool. And I would even say when it rains and you have something that blocks that front area, it gives you the opportunity to really kind of be outside too. And you could extend that shade uh, by purchasing, you know, more extensions for it. And then you could have like a whole walkway area if you wanted. Yeah, it's very cool. Highly recommend. Um, our next one is the camping chairs. Yeah, once again, uh, I wouldn't go with the folding one that they're saying because that takes up a lot of space. I would go with one that like collapses and like fits underneath the seat. Uh, we have that on like an Amazon shop if you're really interested in something like that. Yeah, but, so that's like the difference between if you think about your mom's camping chair at a soccer game that is like the folding one, you know, they're still quite big when you put them away versus ours, which kind of comes into like a collapsible like something that's really easy to carry. And the camping chair, as much as it could be like a small luxury, I think the big luxury would be having some type of foldable table that goes with it. Ooh. That's the luxury. That's very true. Because everybody has the chairs, but nobody has the table. Yeah, the table is, is nice. We had a small table for a little while and we didn't, you know... We, we, were, we were just, like, cleaning out stuff, and we decided, for whatever reason, that this was going to go in that stuff that we were giving I don't think we'd away. used it too much up until that point. Yeah. And then, as soon as we got rid of it, we were like, oh, man, that would have been nice. Yeah, especially <laughs> in, like, warmer climates, where uh -huh. we could really enjoy being outside, places where it doesn't rain much. Uh, we like to play cards a lot and have, like, a coffee or a tea while we're playing cards. And so this would have been, like perfect for those situations where we want to kind of hang out. Now we use our window shades or our window covers that are like our fully insulated window covers. And we use that as our little table and we like stack it across our knees in order for us to be able to play card games. But I will say there are some very luxurious camping chairs. I've seen ones like upwards of $300 per chair. So if you want to get a very luxurious camping chair, that is totally possible. But you could also get something for like 20 bucks like and those, it works the same. Like those collapsible like stargazing ones. Yeah, yeah very fancy. Cool. The next one, I mean, there's so many things in this. There's It goes all we'll the way to nine. just skip this. You know what? Luxury travel, you guys, you're really not, you're not, you're not feeling the luxury lifestyle. No. I was hoping for like luxury van life, like diamond crusted hubcaps i mean if you really want luxury get put in air conditioning in your van oh, for the hot places that's a luxury have a heater too for the cold places like these are the luxuries that would really make that van life experience even better yeah so the next article is kind of the opposite of luxury van life it's from newsweek.com this article is called forget about van life this man is traveling the u.s in his 1500 dollar car so this article is about a man who is living in his car in New York City, and he went viral on TikTok recently um, for showing what it's like to live out of his car for over a year. Now, we've talked a bunch of times about if we were going to live in New York City again, which I think we might do for a small period of time. We would not do it living in a car. No, but we would not do it living in an apartment. Correct. And I think on average in Manhattan, it's $5,000 for like one month of rent now. Yeah, which is bananas. So even if we were working like our regular corporate jobs, I feel like that would have been a stretch for us. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like if we were both making our income 
Like, obviously... We would have made it, but it would have been hella expensive. There's so many other places you could live and make the same money and then actually be able to put away money. Or if you just live in a van in New York City and work that high-paying job, now you're in a real great position because, A, you have all of the things that you need to live in a van in New York City. You have the gyms, you have the cafes, you have public toilets everywhere. You have It's so easy to live in a van in New York City. And not only that, as long as you obey the traffic laws of like alternate side parking or whatever, there's actually a lot of free places to park and pe- nobody complains about people living out of their vehicles. It's just something that happens in big cities. And uh, yeah, you find the right spot. You can park up. As long as you're not bothering anybody, nobody's going to care. Yeah, for sure. And I think too, in a van like ours, we could be pulled up on the street and nobody would even think that we were staying in there. Mm-hmm. I think if you were staying in your car, it might be a little bit more obvious with like certain window shades or thing like that that you might have on your vehicle. So it might be a little bit more obvious that you're living out of it. But a lot of vans can be super stealthy. I mean, obviously we're not stealthy. We're like clearly a camper van, but... When you're inside and living in it, nobody knows. And they could be super stealthy in places like New York because you have so many companies that use these styled vans as their like delivery vans or their uh, working worker vans. Like I used to drive one of these for work in New York City when I worked at the air conditioning company, and it was the the smaller body of the ProMaster, but like legitimately, that's what I live in now. Mm-hmm. That's crazy, right? Yeah, it's wild. It's wild. So this person, what's his name? I think it's Kyle. Kudos to you, Kyle, for being able to live out of this space, too, for the year and a half. And I love your your, your mission, what you're on. Like the fact that you're trying to meet people and have uh, meals with them and try to learn about new cities by having a meal with somebody new in every single city that you go to. I think that's an awesome thing that you're doing. To get the full breakdown of this and all the articles in today's podcast, come and join us on our Patreon account. This is where you can support us and get the full unedited version of this podcast and one every single month, plus so much bonus and behind the scene content from our YouTube channel. We would so appreciate the support and it helps us keep making great content like this for you. Check the link in the show notes to join today. For us, we definitely really enjoy our van and van life. Yeah, and for Paco too, it's nice to have the extra space. And so speaking of that and doing it the way that you wanna do and having it set up the way that you want it set up, this next article is from Gear Junkie. So how to live, whoa, how to van life with kids, tips and gear for family life on the road. I absolutely love this article because it's taking a look at a whole different side of van life, van life with kids. I think a lot of people have the idea that like once you have kids you can't live in a van anymore you have to settle down you have to like stop traveling um it wouldn't be good for the kids to live in a van but we know so many people that do it and this article is just proof in the pudding that you can absolutely live van life with kids and reading articles like this allows us to like look a little bit into our own future as well you know that if we do have a kid or when we do have a kid that when we get on the road that other people are doing it as well. So thank you for being being the people that are like the frontiers of it. You know, the people yeah. that are in the forefront doing it, giving us an understanding, a better understanding of what it would be like. Obviously, our experience is going to be different because it's our own experience, but it's always great to get this perspective. Another day is here and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. 
Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Mm-hmm. So this person, when we told people we were going to live and work and travel in a van for nine plus months with our two-year-old daughter, we received mixed reactions. Everyone was happy for us, but some folks said, you guys are brave. There's no way I could do that. I feel like we got that even just for the two of us. Yeah. Like people were always like, oh, I could never do that. Or I would kill my partner if I lived in a van with them. I think that all those people just don't want to do it. You know what I mean? Like they say, I could never do that. But the thing is that they just don't want to do it. If they were forced to do it, they would be able to do it. Believe me, the hu- humans are amazing. We always adapt. We're very good at adapting to things. But I just don't think those people are interested. Right. If you don't want to do it, you don't want to do it. But don't, I don't know. It's like, the wording. Fine. The wording is weird. They make it seem like you're making a weird choice because they could never do it. Yeah, correct. <laughs> it's almost like a, like a negative, positive comment. It's right. like a backhanded comment. Right. Yeah. Uh, yeah. So the first tip is that timing for van life is never perfect. So I think that's true of van life in general, but especially van life with kids. Your kids might be an infant. Your kid might be a teenager. There might be different things going on. You know, I think that whenever you're making a decision for your family, there's no necessarily right time. Even if you're thinking about moving from, like, one country to another country, Mm -hmm. at some point you just need to pull the trigger and go for it because if you just keep thinking about it and dreaming about it, it's never going to happen. And there might be different ages that work better for different kids when you're traveling. So some kids might be great as toddlers traveling. Some might be great as infants traveling. Some might be great as teenagers traveling. It all depends on the kid itself. And how you've brought them up, I'm guessing, has something to do with it. But every kid's going to be a little bit different. So when, when this time comes for us... We're going to feel that out and feel the situation. And if we feel that it's the proper situation for our child, we're going to continue on. Mm-hmm. So with that in mind, you're going to want a camper van that is kind of designed for life with more than two people in a van. A lot of vans are built for solos or couples. So you're going to need something that accommodates the seating and the sleeping of many people. So for this author, I should just find out what their name is. Um, doesn't really say. Oh, by Jake, Jake Ferguson. Ferguson. So for Jake, um, it was important to find a legit crash test proven factory seat. <laughs> factory? Factory. So our builder incorporated that into the layout. He also added a bunk for their daughter to sleep in and they sized it so that she could grow into it. So obviously she's a toddler and she's going to get bigger so it's important to have a space that can kind of grow with her one thing i find interesting about that is i can see the photo and in the photo they have this this really good seat for her and and uh what i think is really smart too though is having that wall behind her Mm -hmm. so that way anything coming forward if there was an accident doesn't accidentally hurt the child and also even to the left like is everything you know in stalled really tightly and strong do you mm-hmm. have to worry about cupboards opening and like stuff falling on top of them you know in the case of an accident these are things that come across my mind when i see this photo and the kid in the back granted when you're on the road and you're traveling you're not trying to get yourself into any bad situations you're driving slow you're taking your time and you're you're probably driving 
during times where it's not um, like a bad time to drive. Yeah, for sure. And I mean, you're always going to be making the best, smartest decisions. And especially when you have a baby on board, you're going to be want to be thinking about that. Um, but I think it's important for everybody to build a van that if you got into like a little fender bender, that all of your cabinets wouldn't fall down because yeah. that's just bad building, you know? I could say one thing that <laughs> from the roads that we've driven down and things that we've done, the fact that all our cabinets and everything are haven't even Rock haven't even budged, they are they are super solid. Yeah. And I'm not worried about them at all. Mm-hmm. So one mistake that they made in their build was not factoring in for the car seat. So they did factor in for the actual car seat. The, the I mean, chair. The chair. Yeah. But they didn't factor into the fact that the car seat would add bulk to that. So it became a little bit tricky with the fold-down table and those kind of things. Um, so that's something to think about beforehand. Cool. They also wanted to incorporate kids' play space. So they needed an area to play and read and for toys and I things like that. I love their bunk. It's so cute. The whole build is so cute. You know, we... What was that one family? Um, they've been on the podcast before. She writes for the magazine. Never Say Someday. Never Say Someday. They traveled in a van about our size with two boys mm -hmm. that were, you know, maybe three or four when they got into it, but like five, six, seven by the time they got out. Yeah. So, you know. Before I, they upgraded to an Airstream. Yeah, but they, they, they were uh, so happy in they, there. They loved it, and they actually were going to miss the van when they were when they were moving into the Airstream. I think, once again, you know, humans adapt, and whatever situation we're in, if we're happy, if we're feeling good about life, it doesn't matter the situation. We're going to feel good about it. Mm -hmm. You know, uh, the van is going to feel super comfortable if you set it up in a way that you all feel comfortable living in it. Mm -hmm. I love this. This was one of the most important learnings of my life. Not every day is epic. That's as true in a camper van as it is in a house. If you set reasonable, even low expectations, you'll be happier at the end of the day. We were just talking to somebody about this the other day. Yeah. I... Uh, one thing that I try never to do anymore is set any type of expectations for whatever that we're doing when it comes to a new country or a new place or meeting new people. I try to have zero expectation because whenever you put yourself with an expectation, you know what happens. You disappoint yourself. Mm -hmm. I feel like that's why New Year's Eve is always such a letdown. Because you're like, it's got to be the best night ever and we're going to have so much fun and I'm going to kiss the right person and... I mean, you know, my whole life will be decided at the stroke of midnight. Don't worry, babe. That will all happen to you this year. <laughs> but yeah, it's just like it always ends up into this like, you know, disaster of a night or whatever. So anyways. The good part is we'll be able to stay up late enough because we'll be on East Coast time. Well, what does that have to do with anything? Because like where you like if we're at West Coast time, we're going to bed by like nine o'clock, 10 o'clock. <laughs> East Coast time, we go to bed at like midnight. Right. So it all works out. You know, you'll get your midnight kiss. All the fireworks will go off. And then we'll hit the hay. And we'll knock out. Yeah. <laughs> Perfect. So according to Jake, the biggest pros, van life gives us freedom to explore and go at our own pace. In a van, our home base is movable, so we don't waste time driving back to an Airbnb each night like other vacations. Instead of rushing to see everything in a week and heading home, we get to wander and take it all in. It's been fun to be at our next adventure spot when work is done or when we wake up. 
Yeah, that's a beautiful thing about van life is you always have all your household stuff with you and it just feels like, you. I don't know, wherever you are, you're home. Yeah, you wake up and you're in the adventure every day. And the biggest con, the small space is easily overwhelmed by two people and an energetic toddler and all the items they need to live. Everything takes longer living in a van and it requires more patience and flexibility mm-hmm. when things don't go as planned, like a breakdown or when the kid gets sick. Yep. So that's totally true. I think we neglect or maybe we're just used to it by now, but like everything in a van takes longer than it does in a house. For us, we have a hideaway shower. So to shower is a whole production. It's like a two-man thing to like get the shower, get the thing up, get the thing. Things dry. It's like a whole thing. Doing the dishes. We don't have a dishwasher. So every day we're doing the dishes three times a day. Got to put everything away. You got to, you know, it's just like one thing is out of place. Then everything looks like a mess. You know, it's just... You're doing all these things in a house, but you could, like, let the dishes pile up and it doesn't feel as, like, invasive as it would in a van. You know, you could throw a piece of clothes or two on the floor and it's okay, but, like, that's our only walking space. So, like, this is the reason why it feels cluttered very fast, but if you keep it clean, it feels nice. Mm-hmm. I feel like that would get exponentially harder with a child. Yes. <laughs> I mean, just think about the amount of clothes you would have from just, like, spitting up or using the bathroom. Yeah, like, the laundry pile would fill oh, up yeah. a lot faster. Like, exactly. all these things you would have to think about more. And then you got to find a laundromat because you don't have a laundry inside. Yeah. So, basically, you're going to be planning to spend more time outside. And that's what they're talking about in this article. Um, with less space to live in, you're just, just going to be outside more. And that's kind of the point of being in the van is to get outside, to live out in nature, to really experience life and Mother Earth, right? That's one of the things that we all truly love about van life is that we get to be in these mythical, magical places, Yeah, absolutely. And of course, the best thing about it, or I guess Jake is calling a double-edged sword, is 24-7 time together. So you're in the van, you're working together, you're living together, you're sleeping together, you're, you know, doing your bathroom together. Everything is together 24-7. So sometimes that's wonderful and you're getting a lot more time with your kids. You're getting to bond a lot more. You're getting to do a lot more together. You're not putting them in daycare for an entire day. Paco's flipping out. This is the downside. This is the double-edged sword is that you never have space away from them. So if you need space or something's going wrong or somebody's having a bad day or somebody's in a mood or somebody just wants to bite your arm and play with you, you just, you know, have to deal with it and be patient and, you know, it's let It's funny because it I thought he was all done because he was like just trying to kind of chill on the couch and then I picked him up and then he just went to town on me. He's ready for a walk, but we've got two more articles before we can get out of here. So next up, this is from Realtor.com, which surprised the pants out of me because I was just like, this whole website is about buying, selling, renting, getting a mortgage, finding a realtor, buying a home, homes, home improvement, finance, like things like that. So to see an article about van life on here, it means we made it. (laughs) Well, I think it means that housing is changing. Housing. There's a crisis for housing, too, I think that means. And they know that people are going to go towards camper vans. Well, I think there's a crisis for affordable housing, too, because even a very expensive van, say you want you got like got crazy and decided you wanted a $200,000 van, you can't really buy a house anywhere for $200,000. No. So you're 
still getting an affordable living accommodation at $200,000. And you can get a van for like, you know, a, a fully kitted out van like ours could probably cost somewhere around $80,000, mm-hmm. which is way, 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 way less than a house. Yes. And to be able to have that house move wherever you want, to go wherever you want, explore wherever you want, get a job somewhere new, this makes it possible. Absolutely. And so this article is basically talking about, you know, RVs have been popular, but they're, you know, bohemoths and a pain to drive and store. But a camper van is perfect for uh, weekend vehicle, lengthy trips, or even full-time tiny home living. And you can customize it to your own. I think a lot of us also have become, like, accustomed to the idea now that we don't have to live in these big, huge houses. We could downsize. We could minimalize. We could have, and that's the reason why the van works today for a lot of us. Yeah, I think even for us, if we're, when we start to look at, if we get a house or we're going to build something or I don't know what the next chapter is, but, like, when we're looking into that, I think we'll still be trying to be minimal and yes. be small. Like, yeah. there's no reason that we need a five-bedroom house. Unless we had a ton of kids. Yeah, we've got, like, a cheaper-by-the-dozen style kids, you know? Yeah. Like, then you need a house, right? But we are, like, it's like two parents and a kid living in a, you know, a mansion. Yep. And and you could set your budget. That's the next part that they talk about in this in this article here is setting the budget. You could build a build for less than thirty thousand dollars, the mid range build, which is up to sixty thousand dollars, and then the upper range, which is up to one hundred and thirty thousand dollars or more. So you could have any type of budget that you want for building out these vans. You just have to know that it's gonna be missing some things or have some things or it's gonna be very you know basic or it's gonna be top of the line. It's all up to you and what your budget look, looks like. But I'll bet you all three of these range of builds will have basically everything on the luxury van life list. Oh yes, they will, every <laughs> single one. <laughs> uh, so basically the article kind of goes into detail on buying a van, building a van, all those things. We have so many podcast articles about that. So if you want to kind of head back to the beginning of the podcast, like the first 10 episodes are all about like buying the van, building the van, electrical, plumbing, all of these things. And we actually wrote a whole van life book about that. So you can get into super detail, head out to our Amazon store and you can find our book about van life leaving your nine to five job to live the dream life in a van. Everything will be linked in the description down below. And if that's really hard for you to find, just shoot us a message on Instagram and we can shoot you out the links if you'd really like them. For sure. So basically the bottom line of this article, it's fairly easy to see why some people choose to pay for a professional to build out their van. But if you aren't deterred by the challenges that go into a van build, then there are a lot of resources out there to help, including step-by-step guides, from people like F and I family. Yeah. And hey, no matter how you get there, the final result will be worth it. Come and park in paradise. Well, that's somebody's blog that I was just in. I was just messing around because <laughs> like, you know, the whole Instagram versus reality thing. You know? Yeah. Like sometimes you're parked in the Walmart parking lot. Sometimes you're parked in paradise, like in Costa Rica on a beach. Like yeah. us on the day. Sometimes on that beach in Costa Rica, somebody shows up with a really loud sound system and wants to park right next to you. And that is horrible (laughs) okay but so speaking about this housing crisis that we're talking about so if realtor.com is talking about like living in a van for as a long-term housing solution the globe and mail is talking about van life grows in housing stress vancouver if you've been enjoying this podcast to hear the full episode you're gonna have to go over and join the patreon it's the way to support us to be able to continue doing these podcasts as well as to hear the rest of our take on everything news van life
Check the link in the show notes to join today. I actually just watched a really old video of Trent and Alley, and Trent was talking about how his like ideal place would be um, a, a lake that has waves, fresh water that he could surf, and also like mountains and stuff too. So it was very similar to like what I could see myself living by. It's just it's really interesting the saltwater aspect compared to the freshwater aspect once you've really lived around it. Mm, and especially in a van, it's just so nice to be in fresh water over salt water because salt water, you never feel clean afterwards. Mm. So you really need to rinse and blah, blah, blah. But anyways, I think that we would definitely want more wide open spaces, less neighbors, less noise, less congestion. Somewhere where we could really grow things for ourselves too, like have the ability to have like a vegetable and fruit garden and uh, maybe even our own animals one day. You know, it's it's... I think that we want to be more self-reliant and self-efficient. And I think that van life really puts that in you or instills that in you. Like, so many people that we know that live in a van, like, the common dream of van lifers is to own land where they can build their own home and have their own sheep and farm their own vegetables. Well, just thinking about the simple aspect that we have free energy most of the time. Like, just the solar panels on the roof and the batteries in the back, we... Once we have that installed, yeah, it costs a little bit of money up front, but we're not paying any money for electric. And I think, too, once you've built out a van, you realize that you can hone or build or acquire the skills required to do pretty much anything. Yeah. If you decide you want to build a house, you've got some carpentry skills, you've got some electrical skills, you've got some plumbing skills. Yeah, of course, you're going to want to hire some experts for certain things or whatever, but... You can do a lot of the legwork yourself and really bring the cost down to building, you know, this dream vision of yours. Yeah, I totally agree. So, like, I guess what we're trying to say is that if you have a dream, no matter what it is, you should chase it. You know, for us, the dream was van life and travel and not necessarily van life at the time. It was just traveling. You know, we just decided that the van style was the best way for us to do it. Yeah, I think I definitely got sucked into the YouTube, Instagram, Pinterest vortex of yeah. van life and, like, what the van should look like and what the aesthetic would be. And I had this whole list of, like, all of these things that the van needed to have. And that well, list kind of just got gutted. I would say the things that I got sucked into more would be, like, the actual building of it because I was putting it all together. Um, at, with Alex's help, obviously, but I was the one that needed to absorb the information and then put it into action so you know i didn't necessarily get caught up in what everybody else was doing i just wanted to know the like how everything worked so that way i can make it best for us yeah for sure so yeah i think that if you guys are thinking about van life there's definitely tons of resources that we have for you that could get you on the road if you enjoyed this episode be sure to leave a five-star review wherever you listen to podcasts be sure to stay tuned for next week because we've got a really special holiday episode coming for you. We got we're, all the nomads coming out. Yeah, we're so excited. It's going to be really great. We've been getting some messages from some friends and we're going to incorporate them all into a really sweet holiday podcast. So get ready for that. And we hope that you guys enjoy your holidays as well as figure out it, exactly what it is that you want in your life. And we want you to pursue it and to make that goal or make that dream a reality because I think that's what everybody wants and that's what everybody should do. Yeah, and I think that van life, whether you live it for a week or six months or three years, 
it gives you tons of skills and knowledge and just, you know, a deeper understanding of yourself and the world around you that can really change your life in beautiful ways. So just take what we said and make your day FNA. Make sure you subscribe to their YouTube channel, FNA Van Life. All that.